0: Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Well Then podcast, where we talk about all things mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health so that you can live your most vibrant and love-filled life. It's no secret by now that I love talking about love. I think love is why we're here. Love has always been such a main motivator in my life, and I'm very excited to dive into today's topic, which is breakups and how to navigate heartbreak and breakups, because... Oftentimes, we experience the ending of a relationship and the experience of heartbreak as a loss of love, and we can suddenly feel ripped away from the experience of being loved by another person. And when that happens, it tends to trigger our deepest insecurities, our core wounds, old patterns can resurface, and sometimes we can end up showing up as a version of ourselves that maybe we're not very proud of or maybe we even feel shame about. And I think that breakups can be one of the most challenging, if not the most challenging, things that we go through as humans because it's such a unique type of grief, this loss where you're you're not losing a person like they've died right but but you're losing the version of you who you got to be with them and the vision of the future that you had had for the life that you were building towards together and and what you had hoped for the expectations that you had the absence of of this person's presence and sort of externalization of their love in your life and that can be really really hard to navigate and understand and make sense of and it just so happens that heartbreak does trigger those deeper core wounds of any moments in your childhood or earlier in life when you felt abandoned or rejected or not good enough or unlovable or unworthy so it's just this sort of multi-layered experience where we're in the depths of some of the the biggest pain that we can feel. And I have personally experienced and professionally experienced that heartbreak can also be the most powerfully transformative thing that we go through if we let it. So We're going to talk a little bit in this episode about how to navigate a breakup in a healthy way, which also means letting yourself go to those dark and heavy places, and also about the idea of post-traumatic growth and using difficult experiences that you will face in life as an opportunity to become more resilient and to become more of who you are rather than less. I'm going to talk about an idea that I've shared with my clients for a long time, which is the idea of breaking your heart open rather than breaking it and feeling closed off and constricted and guarded against love. And then I'm going to share a very special invitation with you at the end. So the reason that I get excited to talk about breakups and heartbreak, I know that it is a heavy topic, so it's probably weird that I'm smiling right now if you're watching this video or maybe you can hear the, the smile and kind of joy in my voice. And that might be a very big contrast to What you're experiencing right now if you are going through a breakup. So I want to honor and acknowledge the fact that there's pain and heaviness there. And the reason that I get excited to explore this topic is because for many years now, breakups have been the main reason why people find me and seek me out in my work. For a long time, it started as I was just that go-to friend whenever anybody was struggling with a difficult relationship or a breakup or, you know, matters of the heart that they didn't know how to navigate, they always came to me for advice. And I shared on a recent podcast where I was interviewed that at first I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm still navigating this for myself. I was in a lot of really painful patterns and certainly did not have all the answers, but somehow I had a lot more perspective when it came to to other people's relationships and their breakups, which I think is the case for most of us, right? It's a lot easier to give advice than to take our own advice. And it's a lot easier to see that bird's eye view for someone else versus when we're in the thick of it for ourselves. And that's definitely true for me. And I also just discovered long ago that I have A unique intuitive ability to really be able to tune into matters of the heart and kind of help guide people back home to themselves especially in the aftermath of heartbreak and because it's something that i i know i'm pretty naturally good at i enjoy doing it because heartbreak is a time where we can feel incredibly alone and isolated so having someone who feels like they get it i really really get it because i've been through so many heartbreaks of my own And I can promise you that you will be okay on the other side of this, and maybe you'll be more than okay. Maybe this will actually be the best thing that has ever happened to you. And if you had told me that when I was younger and going through a couple of my early formative heartbreaks, I would have probably thought you were crazy and both like laughed at you and been really frustrated. Like, what do you mean? This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. This is the worst thing. It hurts so much. I want them back. Like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. And if you've ever been through that kind of heartbreak or you're going through it now, you know that feeling, that desperation of like, just get me out of this place. Get me out of this feeling. I will do anything to make it go away. Sometimes that desperation of wanting to get back together with your ex, even if some part of you knows that ending it was the right thing to do, that walking away and not being together is the right thing. We still don't want to feel the pain of it. And so maybe we go back to them just to avoid that pain and discomfort. I've ser- certainly been in, in that loop before as well, the kind of on again, off again, where one or both of us aren't willing to really finally end it and set that boundary because it just it's too intense to feel the, the pain of the heartbreak. So let's talk a little bit more about breakups and relationships ending and and what to do about it and how to get to that place of, of resilience and really keeping your heart open. So the very first thing you want to acknowledge is the acceptance around the fact that this relationship has ended. In whatever form it was in, it ended. And that doesn't always mean that you'll never reconnect with this person in some way, shape, or form, like as a friend, or maybe even getting back together. But it does mean that the dynamic that you had wasn't working for one or both people. And we have to get to a place of telling the truth to ourselves about why that is. Being really honest with yourself about why this relationship ended, especially if they were a great person and the relationship itself was great and maybe even healthy. And still there was something that wasn't aligned. Maybe there was a core value that wasn't shared, or you're just in really different places of your life, or even though you know you're both great and love each other a lot, the truth is you know that you're not a good fit long-term. I think sometimes those breakups can be harder to accept than the really um, volatile, toxic, unhealthy ones, because in those volatile breakups, it feels easier to have that emotional charge of, of like anger towards the person of, of like what they did wrong or how, you know, you don't want them in your life anymore because they were so unhealthy and you're sort of reclaiming this power of like, I need to set a boundary and that can feel good, right? That can feel good to be in your power about something and to be clear that like this person isn't for me. It's not what I want versus when it's a healthy relationship that ends, there's A more nuanced, unique type of sadness and feeling like, oh, like, why did it have to end? It was almost everything that I wanted. and, And am I doing the wrong thing by walking away? Or did they walk away and I'm hoping they'll change their mind? Like, why did this have to end? And being able to answer that question of getting to some semblance of clarity about why is really important. You might not always get to a place of full, clear, abundant clarity, but at least having some degree of certainty around why they're not a good fit for you or you're not a good fit for them can move you towards that place of acceptance of like, okay, this is happening. And even though I might hate it and I don't want to feel this way, I can accept that it is happening. So I can at least move forward in the process of grieving it getting to the point where I give myself permission to feel the fact that it's over, the the weight of the sadness of that loss. We have to get to a place where we can process and feel and express and release the sadness and and the grief that will inevitably naturally be there for most breakups. Um, Again, even if you know it was the right thing to, to end it. And that is typically where people, the first point where people get stuck is we want to avoid that pain. And so we live in the what ifs or the sort of desperation of like, let me see if I can make it work. Or we numb and kind of disconnect, disassociate, avoid altogether. That uh, kind of classic rom-com trope of a relationship ending and someone, you know, holding themselves up in their bedroom or on the couch eating gallons of ice cream and watching sappy movies and um you know crying but being sort of disconnected from the reality of it all is <laughs> i think it's an interesting one because a lot of people do find ways to to numb out to you know eat our feelings or to immediately start dating again or to numb with Um, scrolling on social media and TVs, substances, right? Like there's all kinds of things that we can use to not feel our feelings. But when we do that, we just prolong the healing process. So it's okay to have healthy distractions. It's okay to do things that momentarily make you feel better, but don't ultimately help you heal in the long run. That's perfectly fine because when you're feeling too overwhelmed, too stretched to your or past your capacity by an emotion, sometimes checking out is the safest option in the moment. and you can always give yourself permission to come back to it later. But that's the important thing is how can I build a relationship with myself, with my emotions, with my body, where it's safe to feel what I'm feeling? where I can feel this pain, this overwhelm that is telling me like, this is the end of the world, but have this higher perspective, this other part of me that knows it's actually not the end of the world, that I'm feeling really normal human emotions right now. I remember a couple of more than a couple of experiences in the first two major heartbreaks that I I went through um, in my life, which kind of happened in my early twenties. I so often found myself in that place of being overwhelmed by the emotions and feeling like this is never going to go away. For the rest of my life, I'm going to feel the pain of missing this person and wondering what if, and I don't want to live my life that way. That, That is a daunting prospect. And when we convince ourselves that our feeling state is permanent and that it's pervasive and impacts every area of our life, we tend to get caught in this cycle of sort of like doom, doom thinking, right? Intrusive thoughts of, of things never changing and never getting better. And it's so important to catch yourself in those places to remember that emotions are meant to be felt, feelings are meant to be felt, and they're always temporary. Even if they last longer than you would like them to last, they're always temporary. That's one of the kind of cardinal principles of your body. And the somatic experience is that emotions will always pass through you, especially if you allow them to. When you repress them or ignore them or shut them down, they will find ways to resurface and they can cause all kinds of patterns of discomfort and tension in the body and even inflammation and and dis-ease. But if you let yourself feel them, they'll always find their way out. The good ones and the bad ones. Like when we're feeling an overwhelming amount of joy, knowing that it's going to pass is sort of that bittersweet experience where you can be more present to how good it feels, knowing that it's not going to last forever. And pain is the same way. We just tend to convince ourselves that pain will last forever. And it makes sense because our brain is trying to find a way to protect us from it and like find a solution to find the fix. But the first thing you really want to do is get to a place where you can learn to be in your body to whatever degree feels safe and available to you. And that's where somatic healing can be really valuable. And I'll talk more about that at the end. But really bridging the mind-body connection so that you're not just in your head telling stories about this loss, telling stories about your worth or lack of worth, telling stories about this person and how they're moving on faster than you and what your ex is thinking and feeling and, and what that means about you. And instead dropping into your body to understand like, what actually feels true? What emotions are wanting to be witnessed right now? What inner child or younger parts of me are also feeling really tender and hurt and vulnerable right now? And how could I tend to and hold those parts of me rather than just being stuck in the, the storytelling in my mind? And that's where I've found that people are able to make the most progress in, in moving forward forward moving through difficult things is when they get their body involved in the conversation and that was certainly the case for me as well when i think back to those initial heartbreaks i didn't have um as many of the tools at the the time that i learned later on in the realm of holistic and somatic healing but one thing that i did have was yoga you guys if you've been following me a while know that yoga has been a part of my life since I was about 13 years old. And I'm so grateful for that. I didn't know back then though, what a healing tool it was. I kind of just treated it like a workout and this way that I could do really cool poses and make cool shapes with my body. And I would push myself to my, to my limit. And you know, when Instagram became a thing, I just tried to do like the coolest looking shapes I could do. I didn't really relate to yoga as a healing tool until I started to notice going through those heartbreaks that I would show up to yoga classes and I would start bawling, especially when we got to postures or poses that opened up the hips or chest or heart space because those tend to be two parts of our body that hold on to a lot of emotions, your your chest and your hips store so many emotions, especially the ones that you repress. And so when you are physically accessing and opening and stretching, moving through those parts of your body, the emotion, the trauma, the past experience comes up to the surface to be felt and witnessed and released so that your body doesn't have to keep holding on to it. So I would find myself in classes, again, I'm showing up just to like feel good and work out. And especially if the teacher was playing music and had a playlist that um, really spoke to me, because music is something that has always made me emotional or more connected to my emotions, that in combination with moving through, moving my body through these postures, I would lose it. I would be bawling sometimes for an entire class. And I would be so embarrassed, like hoping that nobody could see, but knowing that obviously people could see, especially if it wasn't a very dimly lit class and didn't know what to do at the time. But I'm grateful in retrospect that I just allowed myself to let that keep happening. Really, I didn't have any other choice because even if I tried to stop myself from crying, it would just keep happening. But it was a tool for me to allow myself and my body to process what I wasn't actually actively processing on my own. Like I wasn't taking the time at that moment in time to really do the deeper inner healing work, but accessing my body and my emotions through my yoga practice was a tool that the work was kind of being done anyways. So finding whatever it is that helps you get to a place where you can feel And I was about to say more comfortably feel, but it's not always comfortable. It's often really uncomfortable, but get to a place where you can feel and maybe not judge yourself so much for it. So maybe that's just using deep breaths. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's getting out in nature. Maybe it's getting on a yoga mat and stretching. Maybe it's working with a somatic therapist, but getting to know your own body, your own emotions, because it's okay to feel what you feel. I hope you know that by now. The heartbreak of a breakup is a really, really normal, devastating, challenging thing to experience. And telling yourself that you shouldn't be feeling this way for whatever reason is only going to prolong that process. So you start there. And then, of course, layering in as many self-care practices as you can. And that doesn't just mean like taking bubble baths. Although if that feels healing and supportive for you, then do it. Do, do the things that feel good. But what I mean when I say layering in self-care practices is getting to know the things that make you feel more grounded, more at peace, more um, centered in your mind, in your body, in your spiritual health and relationship, whatever that looks like for you. So that could be a gratitude practice or a prayer practice. It could just be getting out in nature and kind of putting your feet in the earth and letting yourself get grounded It could be building your support system and actively having people that you can connect with and talk to and share. It could be journaling. It could be meditation. Any number of things that help you come back to you. That's self-care. It's the ways that you treat yourself with respect and nurturing. And the more that you can do that, the more you'll find that you have more capacity to feel because you've got more of a full cup, especially if you do actively build your support system at the same time and reach out to friends and do things that bring you joy. Joy is a self-care practice too. It's not just about feeling the heaviness. I talk about this a lot. It's also about broadening our capacity for joy, which we can often forget exists when we're going through a breakup. It can feel like I'm never going to be happy again. Nothing's ever going to bring me joy again, but you will. And when you're more proactive about cultivating joy, the more it will show up in your life. So you're going to feel your feelings. You're going to fill your cup through practicing self-care in ways that are honest and aligned and intuitive for you, not just what your favorite influencer does on TikTok or Instagram, but what actually feels meaningful for you. And then this is where we get into the conversation about resilience and post-traumatic growth. So you've probably heard of post-traumatic stress disorder in the past or PTSD, which is you know where somebody goes through a traumatic experience and sort of stays stuck in the loop of that experience in the aftermath of it, whether it's reliving that particular moment in time or moments in time and um, feeling like it's still happening here and now, not really being able to remove yourself from the emotional or mental experience of that thing that happened. And it can, if you've ever experienced it before, it can be devastating and debilitating. Um, When I was experiencing PTSD in the aftermath of a traumatic car accident and um, a really unhealthy relationship ending and sexual trauma all sort of co-occurring at the same time, I was experiencing really debilitating anxiety and depression and almost daily panic attacks. And it was really, really hard to be in my body. It was hard to be in my life at all because I constantly felt like I was spiraling out of control. And no matter how hard I tried to like change my mindset, um, I just felt like I was constantly flailing and failing and um, felt weak. And it felt really weak for me to be vulnerable and ask for help or support. But that's ultimately the thing that really contributed to getting me on a path of healing was asking for support and realizing, like, I can't do this alone. I, I've i tried. I am not okay, and I don't know what to do about it. So maybe I should ask some people who do know what might help. And maybe I should talk about how I'm feeling so that I don't feel so alone in it and overwhelmed by it. And for a long time before I asked for help, I was living in the constant stress of the memories of what happened to me and feeling like they were going to define me. And I think that is a really common experience when we go through a very difficult breakup is feeling like this is now going to define me. Um, I've seen this a lot, especially with people who go through divorce or um, infidelity if they've been cheated on. There can be this sense that like this is a part of my story now in a way that has like broken me or has marked me um, in a way that changes my, my sense of self-worth and you know first i just want to honor and acknowledge and validate the part of you who feels like that's true and that's real and just want to present you with the possibility that it doesn't actually have to be the case that yes this is a part of your story but it can also be the part of your story that makes you stronger more resilient more aligned with your authentic self the part of you that has brought you home to who you are and more made you more clear on what you want and what matters to you. And that was ultimately the case for me. When I was going through that challenging chapter, the The heartbreak of the loss of that abusive relationship for me was actually the thing that brought me back home to myself. Because as unhealthy as it was, I was devastated to lose that person. There was so much of my identity and worth that I had wrapped up in being with him and the future that I was trying so hard to force and make happen and create for the two of us. And when it all finally ended, which is maybe a story for another time of how that ended in a pretty dramatic fashion, um, I slowly started to get to this place where I began asking myself, well, why was I in that relationship? Why did I want it to work so badly? Why was I okay with being treated that way? When I finally asked myself that question, things began to shift and open up for me because it was no longer, why doesn't this person love me? Why couldn't we be together? It was, why did I care so much about getting that person to love me when they were not treating me with kindness or care or love or respect at all? Or in some moments he would and many others he wouldn't. That question started to get me to the heart of, my patterns and really understanding all the ways that I had been actively self-abandoning and all the ways that I had not done the work to get clear on who I really was. I was giving away pieces and parts of myself just to be chosen by somebody who really didn't actually care about me enough to, to treat me well. And, you know, that's a reflection of his own pain and conditioning and and sort of the wounds that he was stuck in and and not a reflection of me, but at the time it felt like a reflection of me. So beginning to do that work to come back home to myself was life-changing. And I don't think that it has to take a massively difficult experience to to change your life in ways that help align you and bring you back home to yourself. But for a lot of people that is the case. And for me, it certainly was. I decided to use that moment in time as a catalyst to say, okay, that experience was not okay with me. I let it be okay for a long time, but I don't ever want to repeat that again. So let me learn everything I need to learn and understand everything I need to understand about myself to be very clear on why I've let it happen and how to not have it happen again in the future. And for years after that, I was still very much in the practice of coming home to myself, so I didn't suddenly stop self-abandoning. I definitely betrayed my own needs and wants and desires many times after that, but I was actively getting clear on what my needs, wants, and desires were and learning how to practice communicating them, how to practice setting boundaries and walking away from the wrong people for me and getting to the place where I was clear on what a healthy relationship looked like and how to create space for that in my life. And I experienced heartbreak again after that, but it was forever different because I learned that I had the capacity to be with an incredible amount of pain which also meant that I had the capacity to be with an incredible amount of love if I chose to. I think those two things are directly correlated. If you've been through very painful experiences in your life, many people will let that kind of close them off and shut down to love and be guarded because they're like, I don't want to ever feel that pain again. Either consciously we think that or unconsciously our um, sort of brain and nervous system say, how do I prevent that from happening? I will just not let people in. And that's how we can end up in patterns of avoidance. Um, And again, many people choose that path. But instead, you can choose the path of saying, I've experienced an incredible amount of pain, and I've also learned that I'm resilient, and that on the other side of that pain, I have an incredible capacity to love. Like, I feel things really deeply. So I feel and have felt in the past heartbreak really deeply. But that also means that I feel love and connection and joy and bliss really deeply as well and that I believe is is a superpower it is a really special gift to hone and having been through that process again and again I would always 100% choose to love and to keep my heart open knowing that on the other side of that is the risk of loss is the risk of pain is the risk of heartbreak and rejection those risks for me are worth it because I decided to continue to pursue this resilient spirit who knows that love is why we're here. And if you get anything out of this episode, I hope it's just the reminder and encouragement that no matter what you've been through, no matter how painful your experiences from your past or present have been, you can choose to keep your heart open and experience the most wonderful, healthy love, fulfilling connections again in your life. And you can actually have better relationships as a result of being willing to sit with yourself through this heartbreak. You can get clearer on how you can communicate more authentically, how you can bring more of yourself to a relationship, how you can set better standards for yourself and walk away from the wrong relationships to create space for the right ones. You can do this in friendships as well. All of the relationships in your life can become richer as a result of you deciding to remain open during the experience of heartbreak. And I won't lie and say that it's easy. There were many points in the past where I would fall back into old patterns, that desperation of like, I just need someone to make this pain go away. I need to not feel this anymore. And again, I would self-abandon and I would you know, neglect my own needs and what was true and authentic for me just for the sake of somebody connecting with me and would learn from those experiences that being with the pain is is difficult. And then I would learn that even though it was difficult, I had the capacity to do it. Just like Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. I would remind myself I can do hard things. And this particular hard thing of keeping my heart open is one of the most worth it endeavors, one of the most worthy endeavors that I could choose to pursue as a human. Because if not for the depth and richness and beauty of our connection to ourselves and our connections with other people, then like, why are we here? Just to work nine to five and go through the motions and go to the gym and grocery shop and go to sleep and do it all over again and scroll on our phones? Like, no yes, there are logistical realities of being a human in the society we've created for ourselves and love is why we're here. So we have to be in the active practice of choosing it and choosing to remain open to it. And because I know that that is a hard thing to do and also can seem like a little bit of a vague thing to do, like, okay, even if I want to make that choice, how do I actually do it? Like, it hurts, and what what does that mean? I decided to create something for you all. Anyone who is going through a breakup or a heartbreak, whether you just ended the relationship yesterday or whether it was years ago and you're still kind of dealing with the aftermath of it and, and wanting to come back home to yourself or learn to open your heart and love again, wherever you are in that journey, I have created a really special course for you. It is called Break Open. And it is a six-week journey to learning to heal heartbreak and keep your heart open in the process and discover more of who you are and what matters to you and to come home to yourself while you are healing your heart. And No human is exempt from heartbreak. I have yet to meet somebody who hasn't at some point experienced some kind of heartbreak. Even if you haven't been in a romantic relationship, like you still know what it feels like to feel rejected by a crush or to have unrequited love or um, the heartbreak of loss. And so this, this course was really intentionally designed with all of those tender experiences in mind, and it's a combination of a few dozen coaching videos and me walking you through some of those really tender, difficult, vulnerable moments and what to do about them um, with both kind of cognitive and dialectical approaches. And then I layer in somatic healing techniques. So this is where, like I was talking about before, we really start to experience shifts and transformation. Like we're no longer just thinking about and talking about our problems, but we're actually feeling into the pain, expanding our capacity to feel safe in our nervous system to feel so that we can release and then getting clearer on who you are and more in alignment with who you are. So there are guided somatic movement practices and there are um, wonderful meditations and visualizations There are toolboxes that you can use and journal prompts to help guide you through each of the stages of this program. And then there's a section where I am going to add on an ongoing basis basis, um, bonus workshops and modules. So there's a kind of bonus module coming in on how to navigate the ending of a situationship, which can be a difficult one. You know, some people are clear that there's plenty of advice out there on how to heal a breakup, but what about somebody who you weren't in an official relationship with and the weird confusing pain and nuance of that? So that will be in there. I'm going to add some bonus workshops on healing heartbreak and um, healthy dating with chronic illness. I've had a lot of women reach out to me who experience chronic illness or pain and feel like that has limited them in their dating life uh, in the past. So we're going to talk about... um, having a healthy love life with chronic illness. Um, There's going to be more workshops and modules added on inner child healing and all kinds of things in the future. And it's a completely self-guided course. It's a one-time purchase and you'll have lifetime access to all of the material and all of the bonus modules and workshops that get added over time. And you'll have the opportunity to attend live sessions and coaching workshops with me um, at no additional cost. That will happen on a regular basis so that you can get support and ask questions. And there's a private group that you can join if you want to have more connection and community and access to asking me questions along the way and just feel less alone in going through a heartbreak. So I'm beyond excited (laughs) to share this with you. And it's no coincidence that I'm rolling it out right around Valentine's Day because this is a historically challenging time of year for people who. Aren't in a healthy, happy, loving relationship. Again, whether you're single and haven't met someone or you're still healing from a past relationship, I wanted to just provide a little extra support around this time of year. And I've been working on this course for a long time, gathering feedback from people who went through the beta version of it. So it's just going to continue to get better and better for you. Um, So I'm going to link all of that in the show notes and a special little discount for my podcast listeners here. And I'm so excited for you to go through this course and to get support and You'll have access to me and learn what it looks like to go through the process of somatic healing. And um, I just really hope that you you take this opportunity to imagine what it would be like to keep your heart open and come back home to yourself, even in the face of challenge and adversity and loss and heartbreak, because that is truly the best decision I ever made for myself I would do it again and again and again, even knowing how painful it was the first time. And I want you to experience what what that's like on the other side of it, the just incredible liberation and self-love that you get to experience from that place and healthier relationships with other people, because I think that's ultimately what most of us want. So join the course, check it out, start going through the modules and um, trying out the tools and resources. Let me know what questions you have. As always, if you have questions that you'd like me to cover on the podcast, send me an email or a DM. I love doing topics that you guys are curious to learn more about. Or if there's somebody that you would love to have me interview, feel free to send suggestions my way. If you know anybody who is currently going through a breakup or struggling with heartbreak please send this episode to them, send them the break open course so that A, they know they're not alone. They get a little bit of support and guidance and feel more connected and and loved because we all know how difficult and challenging it can feel to go through a breakup. So share the love with them, pass this along. I appreciate it. If you liked this episode, please leave a rating and review. It helps so much to get my work out to more people. And that's one of my big goals for this year is to really grow my impact and to have more people feel less alone in their healing journey. I know that's something that I would have loved to have had 10 years ago. So your support and sharing really, really means a lot. And make sure you stay connected with me. Send me a DM. I love hearing from you guys. So thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. And as always, have a happy, healthy, and love-filled day.